engineers. I've called all of you here today for a very important meeting that will be replacing our usual episode this week. I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master, and I've also called my players into the office today for said meeting. We have Daniel over here. Hi. We have Janelle. Hello. We also have Joel. My name's Joel. And AJ. Hi, I'm Joel. I mean, I'm AJ, the other Joel. I mean, I'm my own person. AJ, no one's going to believe that you're me. <laughs> Give him a chance. I have, no, I have no idea who's talking right now. <laughs> See? It Neither worked. do any of our listeners, so it's okay. It's fair. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of complaints about that. Well, you may have missed someone missing from that list. Well, that's because Nate is sadly absent tonight because he's taking care of some things with his family. So instead of skipping a recording and not giving you guys anything at all, we decided that we would sit down and do a special little episode tonight for you. Uh, Daniel, you want to kind of take off? Let us, let us know what we're doing? Yeah, sure. So what we did is, for those of you who follow us on social media, you've probably already seen, but we wanted to hear from you guys, the listeners, the Dungeoneers, about questions you have for the show. So we compiled a list of some of our favorite questions that we got. And so now we're going to answer those questions and we're going to respond to them live. Not really, but we are going to respond to them. Well, live as in we are all alive and not undead monsters swarming the party. Yeah. Always a bonus. Yeah, you guys have had a lot of experience with that outside of the podcast. So it's best to kind of keep that away. Why don't we go ahead and jump into our first question? Our first question comes from one of our listeners. It says, this is probably something a regular D&D player would know, but what's an iron soul, as Jasper was described? So that's actually a question I'm going to answer really quick, because obviously Nate's not here and he can't do it. But the iron soul is the name that I gave to the Warforged in my world. And it wasn't until this question was asked that I hadn't realized that we never addressed that parallel. So... Now you know. And now you know. And now you know. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs> <laughs> this is how all of this is going to go, I can tell. All right. <laughs> Next question. How did this band of adventurers get together? Josh, did you want to take that one too real quick? Yep, you bet I will. So our little band of adventurers met when we did a series of practice episodes when we were just getting prepared to do the podcast we all sat down and we recorded four episodes well five episodes because we had to completely re-record one of them because our equipment failed thanks aj (laughs) but with those four episodes we practiced our editing and we got feedback from our close friends and family many of whom are hopefully listening to this episode so if you are Thank you for your support. But our group met in a small town and they went on a short adventure that was a lot of fun. And honestly, since we still have all of the files, we may release that at some point if our audience is interested. Just kind of get a little prequel story. Yeah. All righty. That was weird. All righty. (laughs) All righty. Am I from the Midwest? Just a touch south? I don't know. But all righty, here we go. Okay. Josh, that was a very good way to explain our practice episodes. Thank you. So why don't we go ahead and move forward to the next question. 
what were some inspirations for your characters? And to Josh, what were some inspirations for creating the world? All right, so since this is a question for all of us and not just for me, I think it'd be a lot of fun if we all did an initiative roll because it's it's a Monday episode. We have to roll dice at some point, guys. What do you think? That's fair. Do yeah. We, do we assign bonuses? No, just I think I think most of us have a uh, plus zero to initiative. I think I have a minus one. So, <laughs> who's the most dexterous of us all? Why well, ace to work on really tiny objects and things? I feel like I'd be dexterous. Well, I have the alert feet, so. Yeah. <laughs> of, course, of course you do. No, just no bonuses, guys. Just roll, roll that d twenty. I got an eleven. <gasps> roll off, roll off, roll off. Yeah, I got an eleven too. So no. we're gonna have to. I only got an eight. Engage in single combat, Janelle. <laughs> okay. No. I wouldn't do that. Her elbows are pointy. I was gonna say, <laughs> fight dirty. What'd you get, Daniel? I got a four. I got a seven on my roll off. I got another eleven. Ooh, consistent, if nothing else. <laughs> AJ, what'd you get? I got a natural twenty. What? <laughs> yeah, now I see. Way why to you're waste on that to. on this episode. No, this is the best time. This is exactly when AJ would get a natural twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a combat where our lives are being threatened, which is to say all of them. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. All right, guys. So, so our order is AJ first, then Joel, then Janelle, then me, Josh, and Daniel. So, AJ, why don't you give us a quick answer? Uh, Daniel, can you read the question off again? Because I'm pretty sure AJ's already forgotten it. I was going to ask. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> I meant that as a mean joke, but it makes me even happier <laughs> that it was real. <laughs> so, the question was, what were some inspirations for your characters? And to Josh, what were some inspirations for creating the world? I I made Theo. It's F-E-O. Many people are confused, but it is F-E-O, Theo. Uh, because, well, I firstly made him a barbarian because I don't want to think too hard and I can really get around the, the, the stuff the barbarian can do and I can, I can work with that pretty easy. I have always been bad at spells and keeping track of stuff like that, but there's something that is easy for me to keep a hold of with all the barbarian stuff. But in terms of the character, I, I base it off of, uh, I think we've talked about it a little bit from, from the flashback, but basically he's a, he's a firefighter and I wanted him to be more of a just kind of a average joe person but with above average abilities and that nothing too special happened to him kind of thing and he's sort of shown that in the way he's interacted with with other people on the adventures he seems a little bit naive and that's because he is and uh, i i just want him to be something along those lines and i like the idea of being a genasi so i thought you know firefighter that'd be kind of fun a little juxtaposition there so aj do you want to tell the audience where the name theo comes from I don't know. Maybe we should leave that for later because I think that might be a good flashback uh, <laughs> thing to, to do in terms of like his up and coming. I think that'd be fun. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> little teaser there. All right, so then next in our order is Joel. Tell us about Aegon. Aegon. Uh, well, I've got a confession to make. In all honesty, I, I typically... Um, build the character first and then figure out what I'm going to do for their backstory and everything. So Aegon just started off as what I wanted him to be. And then I <laughs> adjusted everything 
as such. So there's not really, I can't say there's any real uh, inspiration for him. Or, or maybe, maybe what I should say is that his inspiration is his stats. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, Joel, what about that wonderful Irish accent? Uh, where did that come from? I just like doing an Irish accent, and I'm bad at it. it. So I figured it would be fantastic to put it in uh, a show that I'm showing to everybody in the world. You know, a show that a show that will hopefully have hundreds of thousands of listeners. Seven billion listeners. A lot from Ireland. Come 2022. Seven billion listeners, all from Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, what happened to Ireland? All right, well, Janelle, you're up next. Why don't you give us some info on Vez? So Vez, and that is with a V like violin, has also some confusion. Yeah, it's it's like a V-E-Z. It's very simple, letters. very short. Yep. Uh, so she is actually semi based off of a past character that I wanted to play and got to play for like not a long time at all and I was very sad because I got like way into her made this what I was very happy with this backstory I'd made like it was a whole thing and then the like campaign just like died and I was like well that was cool that I put so much energy and effort into not being (laughs) able to play a character and then for this one I remade her because she was not originally a monk or anything like that. And so remade her, buffed up the backstory to have more or less a second part, which in the future. But that's kind of where she comes from in that sense. All right. Well, thanks, Janelle. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I guess I'm next in the initiative. So there are a lot of characters I can talk about, you know, being the dungeon master. I run all the NPCs. But I think a non-spoiler character I can talk about is good old Richard the Guard. Because he was just kind of meant to be a complete loser. Like, just when I planned the whole adventure, I was like, I just really want a loser that gets some sort of redemption arc at some point. And then I had Steven the Guard, his uh, friend and companion, who I thought would be a nice foil, like a complete opposite character like the friendly guy the nice guy and the one who will kind of help guide steven and the party kind of towards some sort of like good result or at least that's kind of how my plan is well we'll see players have a habit of messing up your plan so we'll see if they (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about at all Mm -hmm. not us all right and then finally daniel why don't you tell us a little bit about gunner yeah, so I actually make my characters very much in the same way that Joel does. I start with numbers and abilities and things that I think go well together and things that I think would be fun to play. When I perfect that, then I add the story in. But Gunner, backstory-wise, like I wanted to play something different than what I played before. I mean, other than the fact that this is the first time I'm playing a bard. I mean, that is part of it. But most of the characters I play are, like, very young, very naturally talented, basically spring chickens. I wanted to play somebody who had a little more history and maybe somebody a little more grounded. So, I mean, I I don't want to spoil anything, but, you know, uh, Gunner has a past. He, He did things and he went through a period of time where life actually happened to the character and 
now he's trying again. And it's, I've never made a character like that. I've also never made a character who was a coward, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought that would be really fun. Most of my characters are like unrealistically brave. <laughs> I will say most of your characters are very boisterous. Yes, most of my characters are very boisterous, uh, but I wanted I, I wanted somebody to be a little more a little more reserved. So yeah, and I also normally play like I feel like big strong characters, so I thought it'd be fun to have sort of a like more of a quick boy as I like to call him. All right, well I think that's enough for me. So why don't we go ahead and jump into the next question here? Uh, are there any aspects of your characters that you didn't originally plan for in character creation that came about in game? AJ, would, uh, would you like to start us off? Yeah, let's see. Uh, So I think one of the biggest things that I didn't plan for was just becoming super best friends uh, with Gunner very fast. It it sort of came along in the prequel episodes, not trying to be too spoilery. It was just sort of a a knee-jerk reaction to the setup, if you guys ever get to listen to that. And I just sort of stuck with that ever since then. And you guys heard a little bit of that in the first episode too, but... Gunner and, and Theo sort of became best friends, whether or not Daniel approves. All right. Well, very cool. Um, so, Joel, how about you give us uh, give us your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the biggest thing that I didn't really expect going in was that uh, at some point I would be slathering Neosporin on one of my party members. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, sometimes you just got to roll with the punches. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but in all seriousness... Uh, I think uh, much very similar to how AJ didn't think he would have a best friend. I didn't really expect the uh, the way the party would kind of split off into two groups, you know, like Theo and Gunner. And then uh, since they're always together, it's necessarily Vez and Aegon and sometimes Jasper if he's not all by himself. But I uh, thought that it's a very interesting thing that uh, parties just form these dynamics, you know. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's really interesting. I did not expect that at all either. It just kind of worked out. That it did. Janelle, what are some aspects of uh, your character that you didn't originally plan for? I will agree with Joel that the whole Vez and Aegon becoming just like forced friends. <laughs> um, I feel like she, he's kind of like the only one she truly trusts at this moment for obvious reasons, but. One of the things I didn't, I feel like I didn't really expect with her is I did expect her to be more like goal driven and focused just with like who she is, but not having to be so like <laughs> the one, the guiding force a lot of the times of making sure something gets done <laughs> within the group. <laughs> the mom, if if you would. Um, hurting, hurting cats. Hurting cats, yes. And then also I did not expect her to die all the time. That was not <laughs> Well, technically you didn't die. You just got, you were just stabbed and had a mortal wound that somehow didn't kill you. Yeah, this is also probably died. why Aegon is like her best bud is because he's the reason she's alive times. Yeah. I don't even know how many times she's gone down now, but times most of those times it is Aegon. <laughs> We've experienced the most hardship together. Yes. <laughs> Cockatrice friends forever. <laughs> Cockatrice a duo. There you go. Yeah. No. no. That's us. There you go, Joel. Uh. <laughs> uh. I'm so funny. 
Yeah, you're so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't even payback. know what to do with this. This is payback. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for that, Janelle. Josh, uh, don't I really I, have I a think, character? I think you can just skip me, Daniel. It's okay. okay. I don't really have a whole lot to to add. Okay. So then I'll go ahead and take a crack at it. So any aspects of my character I didn't originally plan for? Well, I didn't expect Gunner to have such a famous song in the world, like Moo Moo Snoo Snoo. <laughs> no, but uh, in all seriousness, whenever I decided on Gunner's kind of personality, kind of this dichotomy between being a huge coward and being an opportunistically reckless, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. I didn't expect him to be so sarcastic and mean. <laughs> I think I think that aspect of his, like, the way he interacts with other people was born out of the way I wanted him to behave, which, which makes sense. But the way I thought it would come about, like, the way I thought he would interact with other characters is very different from the way that he does. I was expecting him to be just a complete and absolute worthless coward for at least the first couple levels. Said he's over here punching people in the face. <laughs> that he is. Well, Daniel, I actually I wanna I wanna jump in real quick. I realized I never fully answered question number three that we had. People asked what my inspirations for creating the world were. So Oh my gosh, I totally skipped over that too. Oh man. So do you just want me to jump in real quick and just give a quick summary of kind of my thoughts on that? Yeah, if you could. Yeah, so sorry sorry you had to wait so long to hear my answer, but so when it came to creating Hemeril, I really just wanted to draw from a lot of real world cultures. For example, I have a region down south that's kind of based on Spain, like the old Renaissance era Spain. They've got ships, they've got pirates, you know, maybe they, they move a little past the Renaissance era into kind of a Pirates of the Caribbean sort of theme and then I've got another country that focuses on specifically Japanese culture and that's where I get my goblins from they're a little more refined than they are in other worlds and then specifically where we are now in the podcast the world's kind of generic European fantasy but it definitely leans much more towards the British Isles with some Greek influence from the neighboring dwarven kingdoms. And then further on in the show, I think we're going to see some more interesting mythologies because I am a huge fan of Eastern European mythology. So we're looking at the Baltic states. We're looking at Slavic mythology. Like, you know, we're looking at Poland where the Witcher series comes from. That's where I get a lot of my inspiration from some of those areas. So I think you can expect some hopefully really interesting mythologies from parts of the world that may not necessarily be the generic fantasy. I think it'll be really cool to see it. I think so, too. Moving on to the next question. How do each of you think you personally are similar to or different from your characters? Let's go down the line again. Uh, AJ, you look just like Fio, I imagine. Yep, you know, the super tall, very muscular, with the height and everything. Kind of, you know, constantly on fire all the time. <laughs> One of those is true. 
<laughs> but uh, I, I think this is a very interesting question. I like this question a lot because I always think we put a lot of ourselves into our characters and I think for good reason. So for me, I, I tend not to specifically go into that unless there is like a very specific part of me that really wants to work something out, which I haven't had to do, but I, I know can be done with this game. But with Theo, I feel like I, I made him roughly my age and I made him roughly in the same sort of way in life that I am. I'm, I'm starting out, I'm, I'm getting places and I'm trying to figure out the world. I'm getting to a lot of points where I'm, I'm seeing things in a very different light and having to kind of work with that and, and figure it out. But more so, I think I, I kind of see myself and Theo in, in terms of the sort of protection aspect. I I really like, you know, hanging out with friends and, and my family and, and trying to make sure everybody's cool and having a good time, like at parties and stuff like that. So that kind of protective aspect from me, I think, comes out in Theo. Not that I'm trying to, uh, but I, I think that's partly what's coming through into Theo. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, it is really cool. Joel, what do you think about Aegon and Joel? Well, I tend to do another thing with my characters, and that is that I, I make them not really like me at all. So, in Aegon's case, you know, he's incredibly charismatic, you know. He gets along well with a lot of people. Uh, not so much for me. Uh, I'm kind of insufferable, actually, if I do say so myself. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Both, both are very handsome. But in addition to, to his charisma, I think that Aegon also is, is much... He's much less of a cynic than I am, too. You know, he he sees much more good in the world. <laughs> you know, that's just not who I am. Joel, are you okay? <laughs> oh, I'm fine. I'm perfectly happy with who I am in real life. But I'm also What's perfectly it? happy with my characters. There you go. <laughs> good job. <laughs> yeah. We all like Joel. And we also all like Aegon. Yeah, don't patronize me, Daniel. Uh-oh. That's one thing I hate. Right. I hate that. <laughs> oh, Joel, you don't hate any. Well, Janelle, why don't you go ahead and let us in on the differences and similarities between you and Vez? I feel like Vez and I, I don't know. She's def- She's younger than me. She's still trying to make her way in the world, which eh, definitely am still, but definitely further along in life than she is. As far as her seriousness, like, I feel like when I get uh, stressed out, like, I feel like she is during a lot of this adventure thus far, I feel like I do kind of, like, revert back into the more goal-focused, that's easier to focus on than trying to process maybe some of every, literally everything else. But I think that, unlike her, just with my experience, I can add more personality (laughs) into my life. I don't know. I don't know if the boys agree. We'll see later. <laughs> All right, Janelle. Well, thanks for that. Josh, is, is it okay if... Now, I know you want to tell everybody about how similar you are to Richard the Guard. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I'm a complete loser. My wife has left me. Um, I've never Spoilers. been married. okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I can give a quick answer. I mean, I think I like, I like to think I put a little bit of myself in each of my characters. Like little different aspects of my personality, some positive ones there, some negative ones there, and then the bad guy is just my hatred for this world. 
Are you okay? <laughs> Are we all okay? No, we're not, but... We're engineers and a pharmacist. We're not okay. Yeah, that's fair. All right, well, let's mosey on over to me. So, Gunner is... I mean, I think all of my characters carry my same sense of humor, which no matter how hard I try to change that, I have very specific things that I think are funny and very specific things that I don't think are funny. So he laughs at all of them. I I <laughs> laugh at the dumbest stuff and therefore Gunnar laughs at the dumbest stuff and <laughs> makes the dumbest jokes. All of my characters make jokes, but I will say I do think in real life outside of making silly jokes, I think that Gunner is a lot more careless than I am. You know, I, I think most people think about what they're going to do to some degree. I think Gunner does not think out what he's going to do most of the time, 90% of the time. So, I mean, I think from that aspect, we're different. But other than that, I think it's kind of hard to comment on what other things are similar or different from uh, Gunner. Because although I did think about him a lot, there, there, I think there are still some things that even I have to learn about Gunner. And we all have things to learn about ourselves. So that's why I should be Miss America. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to include a really cool tidbit there, but Daniel ruined it with his Miss America. <laughs> so. uh, that isn't Daniel's MO. Yeah. That is my MO. Next question. <laughs> After this campaign, are you planning on switching DMs around long term? Nope, I rule this podcast with an iron fist. I have the Infinity Gauntlet. All of it is in my grasp. No one can take it from me. This is what you do with the gauntlet? I was wondering if the Infinity Gauntlet's made of iron. I think it's made of unobtainium, you know, for the eventual <laughs> Avatar Marvel crossover. Uh, I see. I see. <laughs> but no, a serious answer to that question, though, is um, I think for the the main show our plan is to kind of just stick with a single dungeon master but we are definitely open to having maybe like special episodes with other cast members running short little games maybe uh if we eventually get that patreon we can have some little bonus episodes off to the side never know maybe maybe down the road we'll we'll have a big shift and maybe Maybe AJ will take over or something like that. And I can play my sentient table again. I, c I could be the one. Yeah, you so could be the one. The, cur the current plan is to stick with one person, but we're open to other options. We'll listen to your feedback if you have anything to add. Well, I think that's good. And I think we're coming close to the end here. I think we got to leave off with what I consider the strongest question because it's everybody's favorite question. What has been your favorite moment in the podcast so far? AJ? Okay. This is going to sound kind of selfish. Mm -hmm. And and it's because it is. 100% is. But my favorite part so far, beyond Neosporin, has <laughs> been uh, when Theo... Well, after the battle at the windmill, when, when Theo was very upset and freaking out, because I think... I think that was the first time I really felt like I was acting as Theo and, and driving through his emotions and things. I really felt like I was in, in step with that. He was, he was upset, he was confused, he was angry, and he didn't know what to do, and he was, he was moving away from, from Gunner. It was a very powerful scene, at least for me, and I, I think it was a lot of fun to play. 
I think that was just probably my favorite part so far on, on the selfish end of the whole thing. There's a lot of points that I love and and really liked so far in this podcast and, and all these different sessions. But that's that's one of my personal favorites. Yeah, me too. But that's not the one I'm going to say. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> maybe that was the one I was going to say. Uh, good thing I uh-huh. didn't ask. Joel, uh, what, what was your favorite moment? Yeah, well, my, my favorite moment also involves Theo. Uh, and oh, that's no. when... Oh, no. He completely ignored the primary quest that we were on <laughs> in order to go find a goat, uh, event becoming the potential catalyst for Vez and Mai's future death, uh, which thankfully didn't happen, but very well could have. I think you should reflect on your actions, AJ. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Joel, we're, we're asking for your favorite moment, not your... Oh Not yeah, that's my favorite, favorite moment. Oh because God. I get to <laughs> I get to mess with AJ over it. <laughs> he oh really thought that it was connected, okay? He's not a smart guy. He just thought, you know, give it an hour, maybe he'd figure something out. Mm. All right. Janelle, what uh what was your favorite moment? I think my favorite moment, kind of ironically like Joel's, is actually when your character, Dan decided after we had finally gotten those people the bard or not the bards the minstrel people to back off you just come and literally punch him in the face <laughs> and yeah the, the, those, those bards and entertainers yeah oh my, god. oh my god i was like yes we finally gotten into a situation where like i'm not gonna get hurt i've talked <laughs> down awesome nope gunner smash them in the face which then later as I yell at Gunner for, but, uh, or maybe it was, I don't know. I know I yelled at him for, uh, for causing me to go down. <laughs> um, but I just thought that was really funny. And I think we kind of talked about how our group dynamic right now is just, honestly, it's a shit show, but I think it's funny. I think it gives our characters, as long as they survive, Fingers crossed. good, good growth in the future. And I think that that really just like showed we don't get along very well. We're not very cohesive yet but I also thought it was really funny. That's a good one. I like that one a lot. Yeah, that uh, that was a good one. Um, Josh, what was your favorite moment? It's really hard for me to pick a favorite moment because like, there are so many of them, but I think after recording as many episodes as we have, I think I would have to go back to episode one and say, I think it's like the beginning before the cattle stampede it is just the character intros. It's really cool from like from playing an RPG aspect. It's really cool seeing each of you guys introduce your characters in episode one and you guys just jump right into it. Like you have a fully developed character. Like I we can like that that a lot of that comes from doing the the practice episodes that we did beforehand kind of give you an idea of who your character was but for me it was just really cool how quick everyone picked up on everything and then your characters haven't really changed since episode one so i just think looking back in retrospective like taking a retrospective look back at episode one like i think i just think that intro was spectacular you guys nailed it (laughs) oh well thanks josh i mean we had a we had a pretty good DM for that episode. Well, I do. I I also do want to say for my for the listeners, 
Um, I do have the best D&D party that has ever existed. If you think yours is better, you can come and fight me because I think I'll win. Don't just stop. You're going to make me blush. All right. Well, I will tell everyone my favorite moment, but I think everyone already knows the theme that is my favorite. <laughs> and I don't know how this became such a big thing for us. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Just the moment where Aegon is like, I imagine him just like standing in the hallway talking to Mr. Smills or whatever. And he's just sleeves rolled up, arms coated in Neosporin. Just like, <laughs> oh, I, I'll insist you have you have to coat your hands in Neosporin before you touch them. <laughs> Gunner demands more. <laughs> is my favorite line from the entire show (laughs) and it's the dumbest bit but honestly that's my favorite thing about this show is that i think we run a pretty good D D campaign and we do to some degree take ourselves seriously but we always make time for those good group jokes and that that's just one of my favorite things about this group is that we always have a good time like playing the D aspect of it but we always come together as friends and make silly jokes on the side and sometimes they carry on for multiple sessions or in this case multiple episodes Neosporin, if you're still interested in sponsoring us please let us know <laughs> call me you guys are shameless <laughs> well those are all of our questions. Uh, does anyone else have anything they want to add? I, I think it'd be really cool if, if people listening to this, if they feel up to it, maybe respond on, on our social media and stuff, what your favorite moments are so far. Because it'd be kind of good to look back on this for anybody, really, and sort of like a time capsule thing, like right now before the rest of this series comes out. Yeah, like reach out to us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. You know, if you're not comfortable sending us a public message, like, Go to our website. We have a contact us section. Like, send us a private message. We won't mention your name or anything. Like, just let us know what you're liking about the show so far. And that helps us, too, because it lets us know what we should keep doing. And then if things aren't as popular, we might let it fall out. But having us know what, what's good is is very helpful, I think. What we're trying to say is our real favorite moment in the podcast so far is you, the listener. <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> and I, I say that in a sarcastic voice, but I, I think I can speak for all of us where that is actually true. You know, we weren't sure how things are going to go with the show whenever we started. Even from the very first week, we've had a very positive response on our show. Uh, and we've had a lot of friends and family reach out to us and tell us that we're doing a great job. And honestly, it, it, it makes all of this effort we're putting in worth it. So we appreciate you, the listener, for being so faithful and being so <clears throat> being patient with our shenanigans but <laughs> we appreciate you appreciating the show I think on that note we have applied dungeoneering oh, geez. and that's the end of it that's the end of it all Woot. that was such a gross exit Daniel I didn't like that at all <laughs> I loved it well then, well, so then say, something else, say something else then
We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it and our other episodes with your friends, family, and co-workers. Your boss, if you're daring. Visit our website to find your copy of a D&D Quick Starter Guide, and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description. There, we discuss episodes, Dungeons & Dragons, and STEM topics that we all love. Thanks again for listening. We can't wait to see you here at Applied Dungeoneering. The song Waterkeep is from Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0. Creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by dash nc dash nd slash 4.0.